I would go in there and say, I'm going to rip this person's ass apart. Yeah. That's, that's the way I'd <laughs> yeah, look I at it. Yeah, you, you know? definitely that's, have to. That's yeah. how I, that was my approach, you know. If, if I, uh, you know, twinkle-toed around trying to see if, if this car's going to work for me, yeah. I didn't, I, I made, I would make the car work for me. Yeah. You know, so that was my, I guess, I guess aggressive um, approach Yeah, to, to that. So yeah. whether or not that was the right approach, I guess it, it did work for me because, you know, I did pretty much, I win, I did pretty much win a race in every category I, I competed in. Yeah, I remember Bar that. the A1. Yeah. So. I was literally going to touch on that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the A1 GP. I was explaining this to Brooke. Brooke was like, what is the A1 GP? And honestly, it was the best shit. Because you were in it, right? I used to yeah. love it. Because I yeah. remember it turned up at Eastern Creek. Were you at the Eastern Creek round? We would like to thank our major sponsor, Thrifty Car Rental. If you're looking for a great deal on your next car rental for an upcoming trip, check out their website for the latest offers. You can find all the links in our show notes. Go, go, go! Are you doing it? It's in! That's a massive crash. And it's happened immediately! This is amazing! Big shot, big shot, and it's lights out, and away we go! G'day, I'm Dan Hawley Hollihan, and welcome to my motorsports podcast up on the Catch with Hawley Season 2, which is more than just a motorsports podcast. My guests are from all sides of the track, errors and personalities. You will meet some who have spent their careers chasing the dream to those who have only just touched on it and went on to aspiring journeys. We learn their stories beyond the helmet. On today's episode, we've got Chris Allard-Jargin. Chris spent years chasing the Formula One dream, having raced in Australian Formula 3, A1GP, V8 Supercars, Mini Challenge and also became an Australian production car champion in the process. Nowadays, a family man with his wife and two lovely children, Chris took the time out of his busy schedule to chat with us. On this podcast, we'll learn about Chris's health struggles, the family smash repairs business Jack Hillemans, before getting into the business of what it's like to go racing on a budget. Chris's dreams of racing Formula One began when he entered go-karts at a young age, and it was not long before Chris was hitting the big legs, racing for Team Lebanon in the now-defunct A1GP, racing against the likes of Nico Hülkenberg and Daniel Ricciardo in the early 2000s. Well, there's a lot more to this story, so let's not waste any more time and hear it from the man himself, Chris Allajarjan. So it was just driving into into town. I'm like, wow, the memories. <laughs> it was crazy. I know. It's fuck, I was, you're literally asking half the shit that I was going to start the podcast. We've literally started the podcast already. Good on you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've started the podcast already, though. No, that's Holy, all right. I'm that's just checking good. everything. Yep, just keep talking. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, good. Do you want me to clap? Oh, no, you can clap in there, can't you? Because your wrist is not broken. Brooks had a broken wrist. <laughs> oh, no. I'm yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> Were you being naughty? No, yeah. I wasn't being naughty. <laughs> the backhand on <laughs> What did you do? Uh, Jiu-jitsu. Oh, really? Yeah. Just oh, that's dumb cool. move and, yeah, I had someone's back come down on it because yeah, I yeah. pulled it wrong. So, yes, oh, it was no. a, now I'm in the I'm, I'm in rehab now trying to get to yeah, back to yeah. push-ups and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm just in that frustrating phase of stop hurting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I love my MMA. Yeah, that's good fun, all the fighting. <laughs> yes, actually, we've got a customer at work. He's. Have you heard of the Gracie um, yep. branches Bar- they have? Bar- Bar- yeah, that's where Bar- I'm at. That's where she's at. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I'm at, yeah, the one Northern Beach is the big yeah, yeah, French yeah. forest okay. one. Yeah. So there's one in Artarman near, yeah, yep. near my work and we fixed one of the, the – uh, trainers' cars. Yeah, yeah. And Ro- Rob Whitaker is one of the. I don't know if he's a part owner in it or yep. what affiliation he has with them. Yeah. But I want to take my boy there. 
Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And it's really good for kids. Like yeah. there's so many kids we've got at our one as well. And I think it just teaches you a hell of a lot. Discipline. We yeah. should actually go to dinner one night. Like yeah. outside of this. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We'll it's be, good. We'll plan some. It's good also because I came from Muay Thai doing that for a bit. It's just a lot of striking. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like the head trauma after a while. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Such a question. And I was like, I don't know about this. Because it's more wrestling, right? Jiu-jitsu? Yeah, there's no yeah. there's no head trauma in that yeah. one. The only thing you can break is bones, which I stuffed up on. So, but no, most people generally don't break things often. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd honestly love to be able to do the jiu-jitsu, but yep. I'm just too fat and old these days, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Seriously. Probably my wife's Excuses. probably going to encourage that just yeah. to get me a bit fitter. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, I'd love to do it. It's cool. You're like me, though, with the racing. You're back in your, your legs. Feel it. I can't. I can't oh, do yeah. it. I tried um, PTJ. With oh, with the Muay Thai. Yeah, and my body was just like this, like a like a rocking sort. I was like, yeah, because my because you know we're used to sitting. Yeah, you know man. Like our bodies just go into this fucking tight position this, all the this time. Capsule you're in. Yeah, and you know what? I feel like more hunched. And you get lot. I got lower back pain a lot too. Yeah, that's me. Same as me. So free and all. Yeah. Just Age. That's why I want to win this championship so I don't have to fucking complain. Yeah, about that's it. <laughs> Just get, get out of it. Get it out. <laughs> be, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. Well, we've pretty much started, haven't we? Yeah, pretty much. I'll just do a clap for Nathan to find something there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nathan. All right. Question, Chris, before we start this podcast officially, do you want to try that headset or not? This headset? Yeah, yeah. why not? You do? Yeah. Well, oh, well, yes. What's what's the difference? Oh, because no one wants to use it. Okay, then. Tell me if it's too loud and I'll turn it down for you as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, let me know. Can you? It's all right. It's Sound just all right? Radio yeah. I'll, oh, bingo. As, as long as I look all right. You do My head's me. small enough as it is. Oh, I'm pumped. That's the two people that have used it. Yeah. yeah. Nathan will be excited because oh, now we yes. can do his special music every time. Yeah, he does a mem thing with me when I when I get excited when someone uses the headset. Yeah. <laughs> Stu McCarthy is coming on next week. He's um, the one who put it on. So yeah. yeah. He loves it, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I don't usually wear headsets, but why not? Give yeah. it a go. Yeah. So I guess we'll start the podcast. Go then. for it, guys. Oh, well, Chris, we were saying before, which was technically still on the air, but you went up to Bathurst over the weekend, didn't you? Yeah. So, um, you know, with, with, you know, the weather kind of stayed a bit dry or clear. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, took the opportunity to go there because I haven't been there for a very long time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was good to take my boy out and went with dad. And, um, yeah, it was been a long time since we're kind of been amongst the motorsport scene. Yeah. So it was nice to kind of get amongst it all. But unfortunately, the um, the top 10 got canned mm. due to the weather. But, yeah, we had to, we left earlier, which, which you know, yeah. we just left early that day. And uh, unfortunate because it would have been nice to watch it. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah. Did you go to the top of the mountain, though? No. No. No, it's difficult to go with my dad and yeah. my son. So yeah. um, I would have loved to. Because actually, they had the buses there that were taking everyone up the up to the top of the mountain, uh, but there was a long queue. The weather wasn't so great either. Mm. How's your dad though? Uh, he's well, mate. He's uh, he's had a few heart issues over the past couple of years. Really, you know, COVID brought a lot of um, pressures and um, a lot of issues uh, for a lot of people, I guess, in general. Yeah, and uh, yeah, dad's had a few complications since. Mm. Um, but otherwise, look, he's doing well now. So. Yeah. Yeah. So his spirit's there. He's at work. Yeah. So yeah, that keeps him motivated and busy. Yeah. I've, I haven't seen you in this like forever, really, which yeah. is why I brought you on here. Well, yeah. Not also as a mate, but also as an ex supercar driver. But you were saying like your your work stacked and you had obviously that helmet on, on the on the pitch, like 
on camera here. It's yeah. been at work and on a mantle type of thing and all that type of thing. But what are you what are you doing for work again? So we we've got a family run uh, smash repairs in yep. Artarman. So you know, look, we've been running well over forty years now. Mm. So um, yeah, we get quite busy. So keeps me very busy. And with since COVID again, it's caused a lot of issues, as I said, and. Uh, the part supplies are, are just really bad. Mm. So, you know, sourcing parts and, and trying to deal with customers, insurance companies all at once, it's, it takes, takes a bit of time and, and stress. Yeah. Yeah. So. What's, what's the, um, what's your, obviously your smash repairs business called again? Uh, Jack Hillman's. <laughs> Jack Hillman. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. it. I was trying to remember when we connected on the internet, I was like, fuck, what's the business called again? Mate, you got to remember. <laughs> you come, you come in every week with your car. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, I should now. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> no, actually. For, I for your sake, mate. Yeah. yeah. Do yourself a favor. Don't, don't, you don't want to see me. You don't want to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. But, um, also, we were saying as well off air that, you know, we used to race carts together and my first ever race meeting ever as a driver was you and my teammate with Troy Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I actually want to know, before I hopped into the go-kart scene, how long did you start when you were kart racing? Well, um, I started karting, I'd probably say, you know, eight, nine years of age. We used to go to uh, Windsor, the butterfly farm. Yeah. It wasn't really a competition as such, but I'd be in a clubman. Yeah. Um, at that age. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just, you know, running circles and, yeah. and just enjoying it at that, at that age wasn't a competitive part of my life, but yeah. I'd probably say the competitive part or age would have been about 11 or 12. Mm. Oh, so you started the same age as me then? Yeah, most likely. Yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to remember exactly. <laughs> oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. realise. So you started the same age as me racing yeah. carts. Yeah. So, you know, Eastern Creek, Newcastle. Um, yeah, so that's, I think around that era, mm. yeah, kept me busy in, in the go-kart scene. Yeah. Do you remember much about like your karting days though? Like obviously, do you, you know what? It's, it's, it's like a foggy memory. Yeah. It's, I wish I could yeah. remember a lot more detail, Yeah, but you know, all those years that just flew past, it's, um, I do remember some good moments of every part of my life in motor racing, but yeah. um, I wish it was a lot finer, um, you know, memory of, of what I didn't experience. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I still do remember, yes. Yeah. Were you, but were you with just Troy or were you with Top Cart, like, the team? I can't um, remember. I, I'd say Top Cart helped me out. I wasn't with part of their team as such. Mm. Um, but um, what was it, Max? There was Max and there was Tim. Yeah, Tim Craig. Tim Craig. Oh, yeah. Max King. Max, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Max um, and Timmy, you know, they were great guys, always offering a hand. And and obviously they looked after Troy as well and and Troy looked after me. So yeah. there's a good kind of a circle happening and, and yeah, good crew. Mm. Did you and your dad want to get into cars after cars or did he just put you in carts and see if you liked the sport though back when you were younger? Look, I, I look, dads always love cars racing it's it's always been his thing mm. and i i feel as though he has lived part of his his um his his want to be in a racing car mm. for himself i think he's lived that through me as well mm. so obviously he didn't get that opportunity at a younger age so you know there i came along and he lived that and experienced that through me and um you know it, it was it, it got us a lot closer as well mm. uh, but he did he loved for me to jump into a car and um, the opportunity came up where Wayne Russell mm. um, had his car, the the BMW racing team he had, uh, the 323. 
and an opportunity came for me to jump in that. And then, yeah, so we did. Yeah, right. And that's where the production car thing took off from carts. Yeah. Sorry. Prior to that, yeah. I should say, I should correct this. Yeah. I, I needed a license. Okay. So How for me get- to compete. Yeah. Um, in, in car racing. So we went to, uh, we had to, so, uh, Wayne's from New Zealand. Mm. So he's got his links in within New Zealand. So I ended up getting a New Zealand motor racing license mm. and had to compete there to be able to come back and compete here in production cars. I had no idea that happened. Yeah. So I think I was 15 or late in my late 15 year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, flew over to New Zealand and did I think a couple of race meets, mm. and then came back here and and um, got my uh, got my cams like well got my cams license a lot later. Yeah, but I had my New Zealand motorsport license here to compete. Was that in Formula Ford over there or V's or something? Yeah, it? it was called Formula Challenge. Yeah, right. So I think they were like a thirteen hundred cc bike Suzuki bike engine or something like that. Yeah. With paddle shift back then. Really? So it was I was what fifteen odd years of age and yeah. um yeah they had pretty cool technology for what it was. Yeah. And it was like a formula was it like a Formula V though with paddle shift? Yeah, yeah. I would say it was, yeah. Yeah right. Did you ra- did you do you remember anyone racing that you raced over there who's still racing now or was retired from it? Um there was there was a guy called Barry Holden and he was um he was one of the guys who pretty much helped run the category and and he competed as well. Mm. And you know, he set the the fastest laps and the lap record and whatnot. This was in Taupo, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he was a he was a champion guy, um, but that was the last I knew of someone who was competing in that category. Yeah. But I think I don't think he's in the, in um, in motor racing no longer. Obviously, yeah. we've all aged quite quickly. Yeah. So it gets <laughs> gets know, a bit harder. <laughs> pockets get drier. You know. You know how it is. Our bodies get stiffer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it catches up to you. So, um, yeah, I think yeah, very. It's crazy to think, you know, that was so long ago now. Yeah. You were saying a brook, like brook, brook, you were like I was saying before, brook had hurt her wrist and stuff <clears> like <throat> that. And we live around the northern beaches together. That yeah. You were saying you were interested in getting your son in BJJ, weren't you? Or Yeah. So um, th- that's the Gracie. Gracie Barra? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I'd, yeah, I'd love for him to get into the, the competitive side of life, I guess. Because, yeah. you know, myself in a different um, different side of, of competing in motor racing, mm. you know, it taught me a lot, great life experience, you know? So I'd love for my son to kind of go within a field of competition and um, it's, it's somewhere you can build great mindset and, and um, discipline. Mm. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say the jujitsu is really good like that. That's what we're saying off air and that it teaches them so much, you know, and they do a lot of different um you learn everything from self-defense to competition um, fighting styles. So it's good, especially for kids. And they also learn a lot of um, anti-bullying is the big thing that they promote there in that. So I find it really helpful. Um, I had to ask, would you ever want your kids to, if they said to you they wanted to get into go-karts, racing, like do you want them to go down that route? Or? Look, if it's look, it's we all know it's a uh, it's, it's an expensive yep. sport, yeah. right? And, and our passion kind of overrides that sometimes and mm. – and you just want, you know, you. My son, we've. I've got a simulator, simulator at home. Yeah. He's on it twenty four seven, right? Yeah. I. He loves it. He's bloody good as well. I don't boast about it, but now I am. Yeah. I've got the opportunity <laughs> to. He's bloody good. So if there's any big sponsors out there to want to start my son, um, you know, he's he's a, he's a good driver. Yeah. So no, he's really good. He's he's 
doing better than me and he's seven years of age. He's unbelievable. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. So did you just pick up on it? And then I did re- set. He, yes, he just picked up on it. You know, a few pointers and, and I'll be in the background pretending I'm not in the room, but I'm watching him. Yeah. And uh, I, I get amazed to see how, how well he develops so quickly. Mm. Um, but I guess it's like the new age of, you know, kids these days. Yeah. You know, so being exposed to all the technology and, and what they have at hand. Mm. It's it's such a, a different um, different experience to what myself and you yeah. had. Yeah, well, that's actually interesting because Brooks see me try the simulators. Oh, and I can't, God, I can't stand them. We spoke oh, about really? this yeah. before. He has tantrums. Oh, like, really? He'll oh, throw just... that thing out the window and just start screaming and be like, no, nah, give me a real car. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel the same. Yeah. But yeah. then you bingle the real car and then you're like, shit, I, might have, I should have just stuck <laughs> to the simulator. <laughs> so, yeah. no, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'll be honest, like back in the day, I'd take my laptop with me to a lot of my races. Yeah. And I'd have R Factor on there. Yeah, right. And there was the mini challenge, which I did. Yeah, yeah. And we're at the Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and we had the I had the, the exact came, exact same mini challenge on the R Factor. Yeah. In the simulator, um, as I did in real life. Yeah. And I I, just going through the the actual game, I, I thought I'd try a few different things. Mm. I tried fourth gear instead of third through the S's up the back. Yeah, and um, I gained seven. Uh, sorry, a second and a half in the game. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then I go, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. I'll try it. I'll try it on the track tomorrow. Yeah. So I did, and I gained seven tenths. Wow. So I don't know how realistic yeah. that really was, but it it definitely did make a difference. In um in in the actual uh, in yeah. the real life was this a, was it was this at the AGP though yeah this is at the AGP yeah yeah right so you tried it on the game and then it went to the track and you picked up seven tenths yeah yeah it was um I, I was yeah I was blown away mm. I was like it can't be it can't be that accurate <laughs> even though I, I was like where's the other seven or, or eight tenths come on yeah, yeah, yeah but um no like a massive gain so. Yeah. You know, it's it's also on your um, teaching your reaction, your timing, um, yeah. So it's 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 good, and a lot more kids these days are are on board with that now mm. too. So mm. yeah, yeah. And you were saying also, we were talking. It's technically still on the air, but we were talking about Mal Rose. He'd come on the podcast. You did driver training work at Oran Park with him or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. He's, uh, was it Oran Park? Yeah, I would say it was Oran Park. Yeah, back in the day. Mm. Um, yeah, Mal, Mal had all his Mirage Cup cars and everything. So, um, yeah, so we had some time we spent together and great guy and, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of knowledge and experience. Yeah, yeah. And you, we'll go back to where <clears throat> you said obviously you had to get your licence in New Zealand and you came back and you had to race – what, what, what was it? Russell's Wayne Russell's car was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over here was that that was your first production car racing back in Australia. Was that Correct. how it worked? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. So after I come back from Formula Challenge in New Zealand, mm. I'd come back here and competed in my very first race was in in Clipsal mm. in the production car. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I did some testing prior. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, the first race was Clipsal in in the production car. Yeah, what year was this? Oh, 2003, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, God, who was racing the, in the – I know at the end, on a thing of the mini challenge because we were just talking about the mini challenge, but in the production cars you had Mark King, I think, back then maybe? No, he was in the performance. Oh, okay. Yeah, performance cars. But we had um, – oh, gosh. We had Dave Russell. Yep. Dave Russell, um, Bates. Yeah, Rick Bates. Rick Bates. Um, 
Gosh, it's going back a while now, isn't it? Yeah, God. But the pro card days back then were so the good. The pro card days were awesome. You know, you can't replicate that because nah. it was it was like a small community. Yeah. You know, within motor racing is a small community, but then again, this was pretty tight, you know? Yeah. So um yeah, it was it was pretty cool experience to have that. Yeah. Oh God, because I was in the pits. Obviously, just helping Jeff out. Who's obviously, because we're yeah. still in his unit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's just, it was just crazy. Like back then, as you said, it was. It's like a tight knit community. And Brooks actually seen that as recently now, just getting into it. She realizes that like we're in our own little tucked away area. I guess. I guess it's changed a lot since us, but Brooks witnessing it now. Yeah. I guess every spot we said to sports got their own little communities, and it's definitely you guys have got your own. Like, is it you know, it's mm. what it is. Everyone in their passion. But ours is the best. Yes, of course. Yeah. I've, yes, <laughs> yeah. it's number let's one. Just, <laughs> let's just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool, and you know what? I'm like, you know what? Maybe they must think, you know, the now age or the now generation um, must think that they've they've got the best, you mm. know era of yeah. their of their game yeah yeah and like obviously for us when we had the pro car community they've kind of got it similar now where it's the age arg ttcr type of thing which i guess it's kind of replicating the pro car days but it's not the same yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. like it's still as we were I saying mean, don't forget you had some um big name drivers back then you had uh brocky yep you know you had um, jim richards was in it richards um stokel yeah um yeah so so many so many cool drivers that you know Mm, John I, Bow was in it too. Bow, yeah. yeah. You know, and I looked up to all these guys and go, wow, I'm actually competing at the same event as these guys. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool thing to experience and, and have under the belt. Mm. And back, but, like, back then, as we were saying as well, um, like now a lot of the generation drivers are younger. Do you know what I mean? And they're, yeah. they're kind of coming through quicker. Where back then you were, you were like, I think you were like 21 or something, and you were the youngest essentially in the paddock. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's just changed dramatically since then. Yeah, it has. I think um, I think teams are giving a lot more opportunities just to, you know, give a younger driver a go. Mm. Um, you know, they, they obviously have some strong backing behind them as well. Mm. So the opportunity they've given them just, you know, with all this technology and all the simulator um, that, that's at hand now is, is helping um, enhance everything as well for, for younger people as well. So... They, they've got an earlier foot in the door, that's for sure. Yeah, and that you get like, yeah, as you said, like going to your Super 2 days, again, it was just, it was a packed field and there was no one in the the, the younger age bracket. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, look, I, I, I felt like I was one of the younger ones back then too, but looking at it now and you compare to today's competitors, mm. um, yeah, it was I wasn't that young. Yeah. So. Do you, I've got to ask, do you have any brothers or sisters? Like how big's the Alajajan family? Well, I don't know because this, well, this is the story about yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, look, I've got, um, I've got three three other siblings. So I've got two. They're all older. I'm the youngest. Yeah. So I, I'm the sport one. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I cop it till today. So um, <laughs> I've got my, my oldest sister. She's 12 years older than me. Yeah. And my my Youngest, or the youngest sister is uh, seven years older than me, and my brother six years older than me. Mm. Did you do any other jobs outside of your your job now, out outside of school, like a paper boy or anything like that, or not really? Um, what did I do? I, I would honestly finish school back when I was younger. Mum mm. would drop me off to to work with dad. Yeah. So I'd go and help, and you know, do labour work with dad. Mm. And uh, you know, I learnt a lot on about working on cars and and uh, a, a lot of experience there. So. You know, which is what has helped me to have that knowledge till today. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I 
I've done a few work experiences here and there in IT and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, mostly always been working in the family business. Yeah, right. How did the Jack Hill? That's why I got confused. How did the Jack Hillman? Hillman's? Yeah, like well, you got to tell the story of that because everyone thinks Ella Jardin did. Yeah, so uh, Dad used to work for Hillman's brothers. They were two German brothers, I believe, and yep. um, and he used to work for them. Mm. And obviously, they came to uh, you know finish up one day, and and Dad's taken over, mm. and um, and he obviously I don't. He's kept the name Hillemans and, um, yeah, he's, he's called it Jack Hillemans. Yeah. And, yeah, he's been running the business over 40 years now and grown it to what it is today. Yeah. Is it – I can't remember how big – is it as big as the other ones in our town? Like, or do you – are you kind of like like a squared – do you know what I mean? Because there's those big Subaru ones. How big is your one? Because our town's well, quite well, big. Well, we are, we are a Subaru repairer, a bad yeah. repairer. So, um, you know, we do we do a fair amount of work. Yeah. So we are a decent sized workshop, I would say. We're one of the bigger ones. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we've been around for a long time too. So we need to grow, I guess. And, um, and yeah, we need to try and accommodate the amount of cars that get damaged, yeah. which is a lot these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you obviously were racing Subarus as well in your production car days, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. That's you know, I would probably say um, Subaru has helped us in many ways. Yeah, within motor racing, with business and everything. So um, it was Scuderia Veloci Motors. Yeah, who Daz was friends with, very close friends with Bob Atkins back in the day. Yeah, which when I did compete in the Subaru Liberty, um, that was in memory of him because Bob helped us out. Um, you know, with getting the car and and getting us sponsorship to run the car and so on. Mm. So, um, yeah, Bob Bob later got sick with cancer and passed. So we raced in memory for, for Bob and we won the championship, which was a great feeling. Mm. Was that – wait, what were your numbers in carts? It was 20 – was it 27 then, 43? In in karting? Yeah. I had 71. 71, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I had 27 as well. Yeah. And nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the numbers because yeah. you go through the eight, like I've gone through my own numbers, but yeah, yeah, you go through the stages and then and then the 43, was that due to Bob? I'm trying to piece no, it No, 43 I think was just the number that – because I think the other numbers that I did want weren't available. Yeah. So someone else had that number, so I couldn't take that same number on. Yeah. So unfortunately we had to – I think we were left with 43. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was no meaning behind that number, no. Yeah. I've got to get into a hot take here though. Like obviously we were talking about the – like um, like how different our era is to the modern era of racing, how we've got like – you know, we had the obviously the older guys racing and whatnot, and then the younger guys and all sorts of things. But back when supercars, when you were racing, you had forty five guys on forty five cars on the grid, and yes. now you have like mate, they barely make fifteen. Yeah, yeah. And, and you were saying, oh, yeah, you were saying yeah. the pro car community how it was tight, there was big cars, but now they're just struggling because it's so monetized and commercial. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? You're definitely right there. There's a shitload of cars back in the day. Yeah, and you know it was always panel beating. Yeah, which is where Jack Hillemans <laughs> came to to aid. Yeah, and um, no, nah, it was is crazy. And and you look at it now, and and yes, the number numbers are lacking. Yeah. Um. But look, I guess it, it is an expensive sport, and you know, you you want to see more people on the grid. You want to see more action. Um. You know, just like like it was back in the day. Mm. Um. Yeah, it was so memorable. Um. In terms of how many cars there were on the grid. Mm. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, it's not the case today. No, no, and there's so much, yeah, and it's 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 just different because you've got, you know, 
20 guys and, and also they have the, the grid numbers too, like a rec system on each in each grid number where before you could just literally use yourself, buy a privateer team and come on the grid and yeah. you could just race. Yeah, no, it's um it's um, it's like it's crazy. It's crazy how much has changed. Yeah. It's yeah. dramatic. Yeah. What do you think of the whole TCR series though? We're talking about the ProCast stuff, the 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 TCR. Do you do you like the TCR S five thousand thing or do you just do you just think it's not? Look, I haven't been to an event. Yeah. Um, I think there is potential there for sure. Uh, I, I am going, I believe, next month in Bathurst, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bathurst International. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'll, I'll be going to watch. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty close um, with a, a friend of mine who, who runs a, a Burson fra- franchise. Yeah, okay. And I think uh, Bargwana is one of the drivers. Yeah, Ben Bargwana, yeah. Jason's son. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so we've got some tickets to go and – and suss it out, so we'll make a trip of it. And you know, I think they're cool cars. Look, I go, I date it back, or you compare it to the British touring cars back in the day. Yeah, you know, if you can get it, you know, tight tight knit racing like that, mm. I think you'll have good competition, good entertainment. It'll be good value. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out in a month's time. Yeah. You know, when I head out to the event, Bathurst again. Yeah. After all these years not having having gone and going twice in a month, pretty much. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I look forward to it, but I think I think there is good potential there. Yeah, what encouraged you to get like? Obviously, you said you've been hibernating and doing your own thing for like ten years to go to just go. Oh fuck it, I'll just go to Bathurst two years in a row. Do I don't know. I, mean? I guess I guess settling outside of the motorsport life. Um, you know, having a family now, three kids in. Yeah. Um, lack of sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, all of the above. But I think it's trying to experience that with my boy. Yeah. You know, like dad did for me. So, you know, I, I have those memories with dad going out to Oran Park, watching the truck racing, the bike racing, whatever it was. Mm. And, um, you know, having that experience and, and um, doing it with my boy would, would be one of the best assets to me. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's why I've settled now a bit and I can try and find that time to go and do these things. Yeah. I've got to ask for myself because Brooke's seeing this transition with me, tin top and open wheel. What was your preferred car? Did you like the tin top racing or did you prefer the open wheel of the Formula 3? You know, I I, I, I just – I can't compare them yeah. because it's they, they are different from one another. Yeah. So with with open wheel racing, it was a different ball game as a, and, and same with um, tin top racing. Yeah. It's – you can't compare it. I don't know how you can draw the line and go, you know, I, I like this more, I like that more. I like a good competition, you know. Yeah. In I loved Formula 3. Um, that was awesome, you know. It was mm-hmm. a good good um, a good crew of people in, in, in that category at that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had some close racing there yeah. as well as the Mini Challenge Series. I think yeah. one of the most um, – Underrated. Most, yeah, it is one of the most underrated and – one of the most challenging categories I've ever competed in. It was much like karting, right? It's, yeah, right. It's just like you know, neck and neck racing. It's mm. it's so close. It's it's like a big go kart, really. Yeah. Um. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um. Yeah, that was pretty can you, cool. Can you touch on more of your time then in the mini challenge then? Because obviously I only got to see glimpses of it. Yeah. Because yeah. I was I just was, I don't know what I was doing at the time, but I remember seeing it at the AGP when you were winning there and doing all that, but. That as you said, it was like an underrated category, which is now kind of like the Toyota eighty six series. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, look, there's there's a few Toyota eighty sixes around, isn't there? Yeah. So, um, you know, the minis were just like real, real good fun. Like, it was so competitive. Um, I mean, if you ended up winning the race as well, you get your ballast. 
I think it was 50 kilos for, for first place yeah, and 25 and then 15 kilos for second and third. So uh, it, it was such close racing and it was just pure racing. Mm. That's what I loved about it. You know, um, it, it came down to just set up mm. um, and everyone was, was with an equal car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right because it's like Carrera Cup in 286. Yeah, you just yeah. had to work on the car constantly and yeah. the ballasting. And that's right, you get bop. Well, that's what it's called now essentially. Yeah, you yeah. get bop so you'd – you know, compare cars and all that type of thing. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is you know that weight really would would affect you. Um, but now I just I, I carry that factory fitted. Mm. Um, <laughs> being being a dad now, yeah. so um, yeah. So I probably wouldn't need any ballast. Yeah. What's it like being a dad though? Now, like you you're comparing different lives. Essentially, you're like a now full time dad and yeah, you know, a family and a businessman. Yeah. To compare to your race days, do you? Do you still get enjoyment out of watching cars or you just like the dad life and watching it? Do you know what I mean? No, look, I, I definitely do get the enjoyment. I, I feel like if I do put my bum in a race car again, mm. I don't think anything would have changed. Yeah. Um. So I, th- I think that competition side of me is just in my mind. Um. I'm, I've always got that. That'll never go. So I, I'm a competitive person in general in life mm. and I think a lot of family and friends would agree with that. Um. But, you know, it's – um. It's 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 hard to kind of you know move away from motor racing. It's it's um it's it's kind of upsetting because you've been there for so long. It's such a roller coaster. You get so many mixed emotions. Uh, you meet so many interesting people. Um, yeah, so it, it hits you in certain ways. Yeah, but um, yeah, I love I love motor racing. It's it's always going to be part of me. Yeah, yeah. And I've got to ask, just from a personal point of view, and Brooke's seen it many, many times, you kind of get stuck in this like loop where you don't want to leave, but you wanted to leave and do, do you know what I mean? Like how did you kind of go, you know what, I've had enough. Yeah. Like you could have continued on technically at a state yeah, level or yeah. something like that. But when did, you, when did you think, you know what, hey, it's time to give it up and look towards a new direction? Um, just for like my own advice and even yeah. for people listening who might be stuck in a loop doing the same thing on yeah, and yeah. on and on. You know Look, I, mean? I, I could have carried on. Um, I, I still can today. Mm. I think uh, I've got a lot of focus. Like I said, I'm I'm competitive in in my in in, in you know yourself. in my mind, right? Yeah, in myself. Yeah, yeah. So whatever I do, I want to succeed in. So yeah. I I look at business. I look at family business, and I want to put a lot of my my concentration and and my effort in that mm. to to succeed. So motorsport at that time in my life where I thought, you know what, I, I, it's not that I can't get any more out of myself as a driver. I've got to put my my head down and concentrate on what's going to be uh, giving me back more yep. in the short term or in the long term, I should say. So I, I thought, you know, uh, putting my efforts into the family business would would help me and, and everyone around me. Mm. Mm. And then obviously you were saying your son is also very keen on racing, but would you actually get him in? Involved in cars, so you're just gonna like leave it, leave it to the sim, and then see what happens. Look, I, I think he'll always want to do my head into to um you know to get in, involved in karting and so on. Yeah, but you know I'll give him an opportunity. Why not? You know, it's, yeah, he's got to learn racecraft in you know in a go kart. Um, you know, just he's got to do it because one day he's gonna be driving a car. Mm. Um, and whether it be his L's or whatever it is, you know, you want what's best for him. Um, yeah, so you just got to kind of lead him in the right path. Yeah. If, if he, I can't push him to do what I want, mm. I'll allow him to kind of find his, his, his ground and um, take his own steps. I think. Yeah. I was, I was just saying, or I've said to many people with the closure of Wakefield park happening. Yeah. Um, and you were saying with your son, it creates this, 
where do the, where do kids get to to drive? And if they can't afford a cart, they can drive their road car on a on a, on a track day car. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But now because it's so secluded with Eastern Creek, you can't do that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. having having a kid buy a go kart, even though it's expensive and pricey, even at a junior age, it does help. Like myself and yourself learn about the road. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. taking less and less fun out of people driving creates just a, a stopgap, really. Yeah, and I, I look. I think they sh- the government should be kind of uh, putting more concentration um, and thought into having Wakefield um, stay open mm. and creating opportunities to for people to to um, learn de- defensive driving or, or you know. Because, you know, when you go and get your motorcycle license, mm. you've got to go do a course. Yeah. You know, you've got to go and ride a bike physically and do a course and you get your certificate to go into the RMS or whatever it is Yeah, and get your license. I mean, I think that should be essential for car, car licenses as well. Yeah. And you know what? Wakefield would have been ideal for something like that, mm. you know, during the week. Um, it doesn't have to be noisy. Yeah. Um, it can be in a Tesla. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not far off having full electric cars for good. Yeah. Seriously, it's, it's um, yeah. What's your take on that though? Having like uh, like going from petrol, I can't get over it. Like I, no. I can't see it happening fully in Australia. Look, I think in, in 10 years time, yeah. we're going to see with fuel prices and everything going up, um, I think we're going to see more, way more, I reckon 50%. Could potentially be electric in like mm. within ten years' time. I I would think. Yeah. Um. But look, I'm. I love the smell of fuel. Mm. I, I I love you know smell of. Yeah. You know, going or the noise of of going out to to the racetrack, hearing hearing the cars from a distance. You know, it's yeah. it's even your Audi out front, just that nice crispy sound. Yeah, you know? I mean that's you know it's an era. <laughs> it's the end. It's it's the last of an era, right? So yeah. I'm trying to milk it as much as I can. Yeah. So yeah. I will get that loud exhaust. I will have that valve open to listen to every you yeah. know loud bit of noise out of that car. Yeah. Because you know, in a couple of years' time, that you know, it's it's going to be. Um, you know, not a thing. Yeah. I was saying, well, Brooke was actually saying to me a while ago with um, with the racing and, and the car scene and she was like to me, oh, you know, what's going to happen in 10 years, which is what you just touched on. I said, hey, this is my hot take on it. They're going to have the hybrid V6 thing going on because Formula One, from what I remember reading, is they were going to, I think they approached with Formula E to eventually merge and then Formula, went, Formula One told them, no, that's not the way because I think there's just not enough as you said, even with like your business, there's not enough resources out there to to contain that that just that energy electrical thing. Yeah, I to think, com- to accommodate it. Yeah, yeah, I think that we've also said there's like a big picture as well. Like there's a lot of people just want to kill it all, but who affords to just dump their car and buy a Tesla? There's yeah. that question. Where do you put these cars that we're all going to like get rid of? That's the other question. Where does yeah. that rubbish go? Mm. And then there's questions around. Um, we've been talking about the batteries apparently. Like how much is like having to be mined to create these batteries is the other question and is that counterintuitive to actually being less pollute, you know, causing less pollution? Yeah. There's also there's <clears throat> questions. I think Dan also told me that the fire said they can't put them out if they light on fire. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen those for, videos for, online? For 48 hours. Yeah. For 48 yeah. hours? Yeah. They, they, well, I remember seeing some, some, um, some, I don't know if it was a video or an article. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't attend to that s- you can't attend to the car for 48 hours. You can't move the car for 48 hours. What happens if someone's trapped in there? Well, no, you can, I guess, get, get the, try and get them out. Yeah. yeah. 
And I guess if it does come to that, you've got to do whatever you can. But, yeah, um, yeah apparently you've got to leave the car there for 48 hours um, because of the battery catching light again or something like that. So you can't like move at all? No. So what happens if it was, like, stuck on the harbour bridge That's here? That's what I mean. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know the answer to That's it. A, I didn't realise that. <laughs> I don't know how, yeah. how, um, how real that is yeah. in terms of leaving it stationary there for 48 hours. But it's um, – but look, yesterday – uh, I was just driving and I'm going, I, I just looking out the window as I'm driving, noticing Tesla, Tesla, yeah, Tesla. Yeah, it's true, mm. yeah. And, and that's just, you. I didn't notice that last year. Yeah. Mm. But now because of everything inflating and so on, it's just becoming so common. Yeah, there's yeah. a shift. Yeah. And, yeah, and you know what? If you do your math right, it apparently costs like 8 to $12 uh, per four or 500 kilometres. Mm. Jesus. Which is nothing. Yeah, right. We're just you know? missing the infrastructure at the moment to, mm. to charge yeah. these things. Yeah. We've seen some interesting things on the northern beaches. For others listening, might not have seen people, and maybe other areas you're seeing this. There's someone I remember in Manly had the cords going from their house down through the front yard, across the street and over oh, to their I did car. See that. Yeah, you're yeah, like, I oh saw my that. God, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing? And then there's like the power thing in the middle near a puddle yeah, yeah. and you're just watching it going, oh, okay, we need to sort this out, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> we I need mean, charging stations on the street. Yeah, you can't go with a gallon of electricity, can yeah, you? No, yeah, no. So <laughs> unless I did see, you, pretty clever, yeah. I, had, I saw a video of a guy with a trailer and a generator on the back. Ah, oh, there you go. So, yeah. you know, charge oh, as you go. Full of, full of, fill, filled with gasoline. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> filled with gasoline. Defeats the purpose. Yeah, yeah. Like, keeps him going. Yeah. You, but you, obviously, in the smash repairs business, surely Subaru and whatnot will be telling you what's coming ahead. Yeah, yeah. Look, we, we, Get updated with um, with all their latest technology and and diagnostics and everything like that. So we get informed and we actually do um, we we go out to um, to these classes as well whenever they whenever they have something new. Mm. So they'll they'll invite us. So um, someone from from within our office will um, go and be taught all the new stuff. Yeah. How big is your actual like business? Like how many people do you actually have staff working there right now? Uh, we probably have about 24 people, um, yeah, yeah full-time. So, uh, yeah, f- fair few people. Yeah. And um, we uh, – our premises is over three three and a half thousand squares. Mm. So, yeah, and we, we still struggle for parking. Mm. So it's, it is it is becoming a lot more demanding. Um, so it's – yeah, it keeps us really busy. So Yeah, yeah. and that's why you say sometimes you're worn out going yeah. from work to being a dad and – That's like, it. It all catches up with you. And sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, if I'd stayed in motorsport, would, it, would I have gone that bit further? I don't know. Yeah. But um, probably probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I I don't doubt myself yeah. as a driver. Mm. But, um, you know, I, I have put my mind towards – what I think in my mind is going to help me succeed in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were also saying with your like, sorry, I'll go back a bit. You, you, we were talking about a bit about your Formula Three days. Yeah. Um, you went from like the Subaru and all that type of thing to the Formula Three. How was that experience for like a driver who's who's just listening who might not ever get to experience that compared to like jumping? Because most of them now is what Brooke even says to me sometimes. Oh, you hardly get any time because you're an open wheel car. Yeah, like yeah, to a tin top. So everyone gets to it. most most people who are in racing and get to afford it can experience a tin top. But for people who can't afford to hop in an open wheeler Formula Three car, can you explain just changing from like a tin top to an F three car? Look, it, it's so different. Mm. Yes, 
I mean, at the end of the day, the, the characteristics of each car is, is, is so different to one another. Mm. Um, it's, it, it's like you can't compare them. Mm. But, you know, as a driver, if you go out there and you, you know, you, you put your mind to it, mm. it's got four wheels, you just got to adapt to the car. Yeah. You know, you, you, I guess experience will give you that, you know, that, that, that feeling of, of how to control the car. Mm. So it's just time, but you just got to put your mind to it and, and not be afraid and just do it. Just yeah. do it. I, I don't think there's any other word I can, yeah. Nike's got it down pat, just do it. Yeah. So I think that's the only thing I can suggest. Yeah. Do you think if um for drivers, it, it makes you a better driver if you've done the open wheelers to then go to tin tops? I don't think either way, you know, if you come from tin tops to open wheel or open wheel to tin tops, mm. you, you just, um, you just got to put your mind to it and, and honestly just get it done. Have you got to go out there, have a go and, and you'll experience it. It'll all come to you. Mm. I think having that doubt is going to, you know, push you back. Yeah. You can't have any doubt, you know, mm. um, you know, you can't go into a ring in jujitsu yeah. in a competition and go, Am I going to do good here? I would go in there and say, I'm going to rip this person's ass apart. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way I'd yeah, look I at it. You, you know? definitely that's, have to. That's yeah. how I, that was my approach, you know. If, if I, uh, you know, twinkle-toed around trying to see if, if this car's going to work for me, yeah. I didn't, I, I made, I would make the car work for me. Yeah. You know, so that was my, I guess, I guess aggressive um, approach yeah. to, to that. So yeah. whether or not that was the right approach, I guess it, it did work for me because, you know, I did pretty much I win I did pretty much win a race in every category I, I competed in. Yeah, I remember by that. the A one. Yeah. So I was literally gonna touch on that. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the A one GP. I was explaining this to Brooke. Brooke was like, what is the A one GP? And honestly, it was the best shit. Cause you were in it, right? I used to yeah. love it. Cause it yeah. remember it turned up at Eastern Creek. Were you at the Eastern Creek round? I did not the in two thousand and nine. I was. I believe. Okay. I think it was two thousand nine. Yeah. So I think the the first. I think two thousand and I don't know how many years I they think, did run there, but yeah, I did do a round in, at Eastern Creek. Yeah, it was just I just I used to love it as a kid because it was like a World Cup full of cars. It was, you know, uh, it was country versus country. People, you know, people outside of motorsport had something to kind of follow. Yeah. Um, as, as they do in any sport. So it was pretty cool. Mm. Who did you switch though? With Were you just the only team Lebanon driver though? Um, so there was myself mm. and there was uh, Khalil, mm-hmm. Khalil Bashir. Yep. Um, and yeah, that was my, my teammate. So mm. we were two drivers. Yeah. And I think the year they switched to the Ferrari chassis, mm. they, oh, sorry, Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari. I it think was Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. An engine. Um, they, we had, uh, was it Graham Rayall? Yeah. Oh, I mean, what, in your team? Yeah. No, was it Graham Rayall? I'm, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. But there was, there was heaps of drivers going through there. Yeah. The so, so for team Lebanon, um, yeah, yeah it was my, mainly, it might've been Rayall. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I missed that opportunity. So, uh, I guess some, they, there was a lot more support and backing on their end. Mm. So, um, yeah, that was, it was a cool experience traveling, you know, parts of the world mm. that not, not many people take, um, you know, get in their lives, I guess. So it was a great life experience, I should say, because, you know, you, you don't only learn about motor racing, but 
you see other parts of the world that no one else do and, and you know, you, you learn not to take things for granted. So mm. it was in that aspect, it was pretty cool. But people don't know this, but Daniel Ricciardo was essentially in the same position with Team Australia as you were with Team Lebanon. So you were yeah. like the less used driver because they would only use one car back then in the day and switch roles, but you yeah. said your teammate. Yeah. And Ricciardo was in the same – was he with you in the paddock at the, t- at the time or yeah, not? Yeah, so um, he was the rookie driver for Team Australia. Yeah. So I was the main driver for Team Lebanon. Yeah. Um, and Khalil was the – Oh, he was the – He was yeah. the back reserve driver. Oh, okay. Like. So, um, yeah, so – there was a lot of politics within that part of my my life or my journey in A one. Yeah. So um, you know it was yeah it was it, it was pretty bit difficult my my situation, but um, you know uh, Daniel was was as as a rookie driver. So all the drivers we had some uh, PR kind of class. So mm. we all went together, mm. all the drivers, and we went into a room. We did classes for for to deal with the. The, journal, the press. The press. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I had this young guy s- sitting next to me with a bit of a fro happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, hey, Chris, I'm Daniel. <laughs> I was like, hey, man. <laughs> was a bit excited, but, you know, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a cool cool guy, you know, back in the day. Yeah. And to see where he's got today, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I look back and I go, that was young Daniel. And, and you know, to where he is now, I'm like, it's – it's I, I support him all the way, you know. He's a top, top guy and back then top kid. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, what he's achieved is, you know, what every driver wants to achieve. Mm. Make Formula One. Yeah. That's it. But A1GP in a way was also like the F2 back then. In a, yeah. in a way it was because it was breeding young drivers through to F1 potentially make it, which Ricardo did. Right? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it was just such an amazing series. You guys raced at – which countries did you go to? Did you go to Brands Hatch? Uh, did, did you go to Brands? One? I did, um, I did uh, Sepang. I did uh, Zandvoort. Yeah. Um, uh, Zuhai. Mm. Um, where else? Uh, our, our team, obviously the teams, all the teams we had, it was based in Silverstone. So yep. there was this massive hangar, yep. uh, which is where all the, all the teams and the containers and the cars and everything were all under this one big hangar. Mm. And uh, for we, the whole season, they'd go back to home base. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they'd go back there, they'd work on the cars. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, in between, you know, the events and, uh, and that was our test testing ground as well. So that's where all the testing happened. Yeah, right. And so you just would you test regularly though, or was it just like a one? No, they were limited. I think um, it was a couple um, times in the year. Mm. But as a rookie driver, which I was coming into the category, you get mm. an extra couple of test sessions and so on. So you get that bit more time in the car. Mm. So um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool back then to have experienced that mm. and Bart was Bart was even a driver for Team Australia as well yeah did, did you see him in the pits or not oh mate I did I think through testing I may have seen him mm. um but yeah it's 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 honestly such a blur now because of how quick time has gone since those days I mean yeah. you know well over 10 years now so um yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you keep in contact? We were saying, obviously, Brooke was schoolmates with Ian Dyke. Do you keep in contact with, like, Ian and any of those guys that you raced F3 yeah, and one with or not really? Or Yeah, Ian. Ian's a good customer of ours at Jack Hillerman's. Yeah, um, right. Oh, so you can see him and tell yeah, him to yeah. get his ass here. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. He'll get you. Um, Ian's, Ian's cool. Ian's brother I'm, I'm, I know as well, um, Alex. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, he's a good carpenter, good yeah, chippy. Right. So. Um, but no, I keep in touch with, with Ian every now and then send each other a message. 
Um, I guess, look, people in general in motor racing, do I keep in touch with? With Luffy mm. a lot of the time, yes. Warren or Ian? Oh, both, yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, um, I, see, I see Warren at the, at the track, you know, when, mm. whenever I go. Um, but, yeah, Ian, Ian, I definitely, yeah, obviously because I did work with, with Ian as well. Mm. So we've got a bit of a, you know, good, a cool bond. Yeah. What happened with your arm? We'll, we'll go from the open wheel stuff to the, to the supercar stuff. Being a privateer in supercars back then to what it is now, what was it like? It was a father and son. Well, it was Jack Hillman's racing essentially, wasn't it? Or, or was it? Yeah. Another, look, or was it under another banner? Like, was well, it we had sport? when I did the performance cars, mm. I raced with um, Scott Anderson. I don't know if you yeah, remember yeah, yeah. Scotty in that. Yeah. So we ran in the Subaru in the performance cars, yep. um, and we uh, we we. We raced for a number of years in the Liberty as well. He did run me in the Liberty, yeah, in the Subaru Liberty. We won the championship in that, and um, you know we we won a numerous amount of races in the performance cars. Mm. So we then, as a team, um, were looking at you know doing bigger things mm. like the the development series at the time, yeah. And uh, we, yeah, we did it, and we ran um, our Commodore VZ Commodore, yeah. And Whose car was that, by the way, before you bought it? Do you oh, remember? It was, it was a team dynamic car. Yeah, right. I wasn't sure if it was Simon Will's car. Yeah. Or who else? Jason Richards. No, oh, no. Max. Oh, Max Wilson? Maybe Max Wilson. Yeah. I think because he was in the Down team the dynamic main. as well, no? Yeah, yeah. I think, he, I think he was. I can't remember, but yeah. Yeah. Was, back then, though, that back then that team was essentially the underdog team in the they Supercar were. Series. They were. And you know Simon was a great steerer, yeah, as well. So, um, yeah, so we had we had them behind us. But Pro Technica Racing essentially was the team um, looking after the car, prepping the car. Yeah, was and, it in Sydney or not? Yeah, they were located in Brighton. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Brighton the Sands. Yeah, right. So out of their home garage. Really? The yeah. supercar team is yeah. like out of the home garage? Out of the home garage. Holy shit, you don't get that these days. No, though. but you should see what they've built in that home garage. It's, it is mind-blowing. Um, <laughs> you know, they, um, they, they built the drift car there, the WRX uh, drift car back in the day that Bo Yates, I think, was driving. Yep. So they've done some pretty cool and um, yeah, interesting things in that garage. Yeah. Do you get? Do you? As we were saying before, do you ever get offered to race cars at all or any? Any? I I definitely do. Yes. Mm. Um. I I don't know. Um. My, what my approach really is, or how I react with it. To be honest, I couldn't explain it to you. Mm. But I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm in two minds. I guess. Yeah. You know. In. You know. What. What do I do? Is that going to give me a bit of a bug? to kind of continue on mm. um, where you left off. In a yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a hard one, but I, I, I have done a track day here and there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've, I have enjoyed it. Mm. So it's a good workout. So, um, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, like you've, you, you were saying, what were you saying before you were like thinking of maybe getting back into it, but not really. No, look, I'd love to. I, I also do have a, I've got a condition. I've got arthritis. Okay. And I have had, have, I have had arthritis since I was 15. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What sort this, of arthritis is it? I've got a cerratic arthritis. Okay. So, yeah. Um, when I did go to compete in New Zealand, mm. I. When my, you were a kid. Yeah. My, yeah. my knees flared up. Yeah. My, my one knee flared up. 
Yep. And I couldn't bend it. So I had to get carried in and out of the race car. Holy shit. Yeah. So when I got back, we, we had to look into it and then we found out it was arthritis and um, I had to be on medication from that, that early age and mm. which, which I am still on today. Mm. So, Is it an autoimmune disease or not? Yeah. Yeah. It's an autoimmune disease. So um, it's, it's the inflammation in the joints. So it's, mm. you know, your blood cells, you know, your white blood cells against your red blood cells. Mm. So um, yeah, to kind of, Stay on top of this this condition of mine. You know, exercise is is one of the best things that do help. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But I do get really sore joints. So when I did race, mm. my hands would be in a lot of pain and agony. Yeah. Because of you know constantly holding the steering wheel for so long and so tight. Yeah. Um. So yeah, letting go sometimes it would feel like really stiff and painful. Yeah. Right. Would it be well. like kind of like. St- your hands would be stuck in a way because yes. that would take a while, yeah, while it, to defrost. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Brooke, Brooke's are autoimmune. So yeah, you know, I yeah. understand. Yeah. No, I've got, um, well, mine's been a mixed bag. I've got colitis, Hashimoto's. They thought I had rheumatoid arthritis, but it turned out after 20 years of stuffing me around. Um, yeah. I think this is a lot of women's stories um, or anyone, you know, who relates, but um, I had endometriosis. So that was what was sort of um, acting as it was acting like I had the arthritis, but it was actually causing it. And once I had the surgery, wow. it actually stopped a lot of those problems, but I was having it in all the feet and everything. So yeah, I totally understand how you're yeah, feeling yeah. there when it just gets stuck and you can't get out of it. I had it in the sciatic muscles in the back there and then you just can't get off the ground. It's just, the, it's a yeah, very, it's, very shitty feeling. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, you know, these, these autoimmune diseases mm. are so, so much more common these days, yeah. you know? You hear about it so often now. Yes, mm. yeah. yeah. You would have felt isolated when you were younger because back, I know, years ago for all of us, it's one of those things not everyone was talking about it. Yeah. That was the other thing I found with social media. We we talk about it now. People yeah, are more a lot open. More, yeah, more information yeah. going around. It's not yeah. all you treated like, oh, just hide in the corner and hope it'll go away. And especially in sports, if people found out you had it, you get wiped out of certain sports. So we yeah. had that back in swimming in the day. You just get wiped out if people found out that you had different things. So yeah. I can imagine. Did you ever feel like you had to hide the condition? I honestly, yeah. yeah. I, I felt like, you know, uh, people might judge me for, for what I had. Mm. But I think speaking about it is um, – you know, trying to get people to understand mm-hmm. because it is yep. it is a painful thing, yep. um, but it, it is also a hard thing to explain. Yeah, you know. Yes, um, yeah. So, so yeah, it's it. You know what you eat and so on. Yeah. You know, it's probably another reason why I've blown up as well in the last couple of years, mm. um, other than being a dad. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Look, it's it's tough. It's it is tough, but. The, peop- the people do have it worse. I always think to myself, yep. there are people out there that I've got, you know, that are worse off than me. Yep. I can still um, control what I've got. Um, as long as I try and do the right thing, try and stay active, I can, you know, feel better. Yeah. And, and that's what I try and concentrate on. Yeah, and with you, with your racing with the supercars and the F3, was that when it, was that when it felt the worst though? Because supercars are a heavy, like, yeah. fast car. Did you feel yeah. in an F3 with the G-forces? Is that yeah. when it felt the most pain though out of Yeah, the- exactly that. I mean, in the in the supercars as well, um, you know, you, you're muscling that car mm. um, and, uh, yeah, it's it gets really hot in there too. So it's mainly in the, in the open wheel car, I should say, mm. when you do have the G-forces and you're going through the corner mm. – and and I ha- I had to let go sometimes, and I'd be holding through that tight through, corner through a corner. You'd through let a corner, go. I'd let go with one hand. Holy shit! Just to kind of get rid of that pain. Just yeah. to- would you switch hands though, 
Or would you like every not 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 every lap, but would you switch hands just to? Get, yeah, definitely. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, were they paddle shift though in the F three for you or in the F three? Um, was it sequential back then? No, it was sequential. Yeah. So you know, I'd make sure I've got all my gearing done and everything prior to going through a corner. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you'd build your body up, and you just your body, your brain would know because Brooks got it. So I've seen her in a fight do it. Yeah. Your, your yeah. brain would obviously have to just manage it before going through a corner. That's or whatever. it. You know, not only you got to control the car, you got to control. You know what's what's happening with your body, yeah. And you know, prior to going through the corner, you just want to make sure you feel comfortable through there, yeah. So yeah, there's been occasions where yeah, I've I've let go through a corner going full noise, mm. and just to, you know, even when I ride my a bicycle now, yeah, I would let go and I just you know just relax, try and relax my hand, mm. um, in in this movement, just to try and get mobility back and and the pain away, yeah. So you're not an incredible driver. You've also had this, like for you, like I don't, I say this with people with autoimmune, people don't understand the weight of what you've got on top of you with the condition. And if you didn't have that and had that taken away, what that could have done to your driving career as well. But yeah. what you've done and where you got to it was amazing having that condition because I yeah. know how painful it is out there and anyone else who's got a chronic illness and that to be able to push through that and go through is an incredible thing to be able to do and manage. No, it is. Yeah. It, it was tough. And I honestly, didn't, I didn't advertise it. Yeah, I didn't want people knowing I had it. You know, mm. I, I just felt like people will judge me for having it. Mm. That's kind of um, like, like me with autism. Yeah, so I've hit it for years. And yeah, I just, I've, yeah. I've hit it for years and yeah. Brooke was the first one to say, hey, you may as well just be – because honestly, when, when we matched on – I forgot that I forgot hinge. that hinge. When we matched on hinge <laughs> yeah, years ago yeah. now, I, she was just being honest with this. I was saying, hey, I've got autoimmune and all this. Is that fine with you? And I said, you know yeah. what? I've got autism. And she yeah. thought I was taking the piss for a while. I didn't know yeah. that. I honestly yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, you're being honest now. Oh, so you mean when he hits a point, that. but no, Dan's not on the extreme. And so, but when Dan hits a point where things become too much for him, he will go into a like a state sort of thing. But it's where, I, it's because I've learned. You know when you learn your partner and you know and, like, your wife would understand you, you go through all of that. I think we've both, like, sort of, yeah, learnt each other and he's understood my autoimmune mm. and that the endo and I've understood him. But, yeah. yeah, a lot of people didn't know and he yeah. was terrified if they found out he'd be kicked off the track. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. yeah. That, see, that's the thing where people can't, you know, judge judge anyone. Yeah, no, not at all. You know, and, yeah. and that's, that's the same kind of mental situation I was in. You know, yeah. I didn't want... People knowing that because they're going to judge you. That's mm. it's like that automatic feeling. Mm. So, mate, yeah, I didn't know that. So, yeah, no. well, that, you've, that's, been, you've that's, been, yeah, not noticeable at all, mate. <laughs> so, no, like, well, you weren't either. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what, that's what yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really in a lot of pain right now. Yeah, right? So I'm just, <laughs> yeah no, it's it's um, look, we everyone. I'm sure many people out there have got a lot of conditions mm. and issues, and um, you know, there's there is a solution or a way of managing it. I yeah. think mm. managing is is the key part of trying to make you feel better. Yeah. I think that's it. And the hard thing with autoimmune is when you don't know because a lot of people go around with all the conditions. Like mine took – I knew some of my autoimmune, but then it took 20 years for endo. So you feel like you're a nutbag for many times. I think many others who've had this have, I've talked to as well because you get gaslit by different medical professionals. It's yeah. in your mm. head. And I know that there'd be others going through sports thinking, what the hell's wrong with me Like at the moment if I'm getting unwell and that. But I found the medical and everything's improved like uh, bucket loads over the last 20 years. And we're talking back in the early 2000s to now. Yeah. People are finding out things well before. I watch kids now finding out, oh, I've 
I've got endo or I've got this. I thought, oh, God, I wish I had that medical knowledge back. Yeah, like yeah. 20 years ago would have changed my life. But, you know, live and learn and yeah. just go through. Mm. But, yeah, I guess it's one of those things that you can just, yeah, continue yeah. on with, yeah. Yeah, no, look, it hits you hard in your head. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, if you can manage it and control it yeah. and better it, it's it's that's what's going to make you, you know, succeed in in your own way mm. yeah i've got to ask though because for me um when i turn up to race meetings my autism either like some days i'm really really fast and bart yeah. does because bart coaches me right yeah he's yeah. like holy shit where did this come from and then some days i'm batshit like i'm just not that great that's because my my autism it doesn't either it either takes it all in one day or it yeah. doesn't because it depends on how much my brain's induced yeah. for you i'm going to ask though when with your arthritis and stuff did you know some weekends that you'd be like my body's just not feeling that great yeah look if i had bad sleep yep. like lack of sleep um which was very very often because i'd be on cortisone mm. um which is a steroid and that that stuff that's gives what you, brooks on or brooke was on or oh, I've, I've had it on yeah. over the years yeah. for the pain yeah yeah so that gives you insomnia and when you have lack of sleep you you your body just feels heavy mm. and um that makes it really hard for mm. sure. It, it just, you feel your body, like my knee, my joints get inflamed mm. and I, I just, I, f- I feel down and um, yeah, it, it does take a lot on, on me. Back then I remember that very mm. clearly and yeah, I get that tool today anyway. Yeah. So. We're, we're going to say before we're talking to get you on the podcast, we're going to talk Formula One. Yes. Because we're both passionate about it. You're in a yeah. Ferrari shirt right now. For yes. A, for a jacket. How much F1 has changed since when we were kids to now? Like how – I don't know how to explain it. It's like um, it's like a TV show, not a – Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, it is a TV show now, yeah. but yeah. Do you know I what mean, I mean? You know what? I'll be honest though. Like with, with Drive to Survive, for example, yeah. I didn't think that they would – I thought they'd be masking up a lot more. Yeah. I, th- I didn't think that they would actually expose – a lot of the stuff they exposed mm. through through F1, through mm. Drive to Survive, I'm like, wow, they're actually telling people that there are drivers coming in uh, with a lot of money. Mm. And, um, you know, they, they, they're showing the actual um, things that do occur behind the scenes, which I thought they would have hidden. But, no, it's, it's, it's kind of good in that aspect, but I guess they're also gaining viewers that way. Yeah. But in terms of, yeah, it's more um, – it's more entertainment value now. Yeah, it's in some of, ways. Yeah, it's like watching Brooke. Brooke got witness to it through lockdown, and do you know what I mean? Like, because that was literally the only thing on telly back yeah. then. I just, I just hate how they play. Like, even coming from the athlete background, that you know, there's like the, in any reality TV, there's the villain and this and that, and different ones we've watched. I'm like. You know when they've just decided to angle that person that way or this yeah, one, this yeah. one. At the end of the day, they're just all athletes and everyone's competitive and that, you know, you're all doing things. Plus, on top of it, like you said, F1's got its politics and it's got its money. It's a different world to yeah. the other categories as well. But it's just interesting how they play that on the drivers. Like, so how, mm. do, you, how do you guys find it with the drivers and how they're playing it? Oh, you-, you first. Well, <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, Max... Max is he's he's an aggressive driver, mm. and um, you know that I guess I don't know are they making Hamilton the villain? Yeah, I, I think. Look, I'm I'm not the look. I'm not against Hamilton, but yeah. you know I, I I love just to watch a competitive race. Yeah, mm. you know, and make sure that it's kind of a level playing field, and um, which makes it enjoyable to watch too because you know it, it comes down to the wire, mm. uh, like it did um, the, yeah last year. last last season. You yeah. know, 
Um, but yeah, I think there's there's some interesting characters. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I guess they do portray um, Lewis to be the villain. Yeah, in my in my opinion. Yeah, you I see know. that on social media though. Like it's literally but just a lot of pe- a lot of people do. Yeah, in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like he can't win. He no cannot win. What he does. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, he's won seven titles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that's yeah. it. He can't escape it. Like no. he's just a great driver. But Max, I think honestly, I think he will catch up to those seven though. The way he's driving. Yeah, yeah. He's. I honestly, he hasn't put a foot wrong, has he? No. He honestly hasn't. And and when he does put a foot wrong, he comes back. Yeah. So that aggression he has um, is is something that I, I don't think Lewis carries. Mm. Um, you know, Lewis, I guess, plays the the more careful role. Mm. Um, yeah. So you know, and and he's got and Verstappen's got got Perez on his side as well, always yeah. saving him or, or doing yeah. something spectacular, <laughs> making the car him. super wide. Yeah, yeah. he's his lifesaver. <laughs> I, I guess there. <laughs> you know he just put pressure on Leclerc the other the other day on, on in Japan. Yeah, and you know he made a mistake and and helped um, Verstappen win the title. Yeah, I've got to ask because of the the obviously you racing open wheels in F three. What do you think of the halos that, that that's come in? You know what? When they first come out, I go, "Oh, that looks so bad." Mm. But I'm just looking at it from the aesthetics point of view. Mm. Um, but come on, it's I think it's it's paid itself off. Yeah, with saving so many mm. lives. Yeah, you know, with how many accidents we've seen, like Grosjean in the wall. Mm. Um, you know, when Max went over, Max went over Lewis. Lewis, yeah. another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's amazing how how it's saved so many lives. It's it's I can't believe it. I think it's great. Mm. Even though it looks like a Havana thong, <laughs> but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's served its purpose for sure. You know, yeah. in saving lives. So yeah, I got to ask before we get into the fast five, which is my end segment. Yeah. Your your take on supercars now to when it is then? Um, would they should they expand like have more cars on the grid for supercars for the one thousand even, or should they keep it? Like, what's your political view on? That take. I don't know. Look, I think with um, having wild cards in Bathurst and whatnot, I think I think it's really good because mm. it gives some people some opportunity. Yeah, um, you know, people who who might struggle and and not have um, the backing of, of other teams, mm. the same or compared to other teams. Um, you know, it'll com- you know create a, a a better playing field or an opportunity for people. So. But comparing today's Fiat supercars to, um, you know, the past, I think, I don't know, it's it's so different mm. in my opinion. Um, it's 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 doesn't have the oomph, I don't think. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's it's missing something. I don't know what it is though. Do you reckon it's this is what Brooks noticed as well? It's the Freedia TV that back then when we, when I was watching you and stuff on TV. That now it's just on Fox Fox Sports. Yeah. It, it makes it like it's like a bit kind of hard to see for some. Do you know what I mean? Where it doesn't yeah. attract the fans. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's it, yeah, it has limited a lot of spectators in that perspective. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just I think I think there's there's so much potential. I, th- I guess next year they're in the Gen Gen Three car. Yeah, the Gen Three. Yeah. yeah. So you, you know, then again, it might be different. So mm. I don't know because every year it's changing. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's changing so differently. Um, but I, I guess they're trying to find a good grounding to try and, uh, create that, that good, good competitiveness. Yeah. And if you would be able to get back into supercars, would you straight away 
if you had the money, like money was yeah, an object, yeah. would you would you own a team now? But like, this is just a random question here. Yeah. Is this, would you own a team if you could own a, uh, own a supercar team, or would you prefer to own like because your son's racing like a developmental program? Like, if you could do it with money's no object here. Yeah, you know? yeah. Look, I think yeah. Why wouldn't I? I would own an, I would own a supercar team for sure. Yeah. Um. You know, I I think it's. I think it's 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 the strongest motorsport um, series in in Australia and and in various parts of the world, I guess. Mm. And you know, it, the, it look put aside the fact that I said that it's not as competitive as it used to be. Mm. It still is competitive. It's yeah. still we've got some gun drivers mm. that they they just when I say they're not competitive as it used to be, I think I should say there's not uh, as many cars out there. No, it's not as entertaining as it used oh, to be. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like there's more aero on the cars, which yeah. is making it harder to pass, which I can see from a race car point of view. Do you yeah. Know? Yeah. That's right. So I guess, yeah, I would own the team and, mm. um, yeah, the way I'd run it, I, 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 yeah, I'd love to yeah give it a go. Yeah. Would you have a junior and a senior driver or would you? Well, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah, we're a fantasy yeah. Well, I guess the, the, the junior driver will feed off the senior driver, you know, yeah, yeah. that's, that's good knowledge to have. To, to feed off to the to the junior, yeah. So you know, I, I guess I learned a lot off um, off you know senior drivers back in the day as well. So yeah, what do you think of the Bathurst the way that they do it now? I think it came up in the media the other day that um, one of the drivers I forgot it was it might have been Will Davison or someone said they're missing. I don't know it was Garth Tander or I don't know someone saying it, it's missing that main driver main driver car. Remember they used to do that when it was two like like wink up and lounge. Yeah. Where now it's just like a junior and a senior. Do you reckon they should bring that back or stay the way they should? Look, I think it's early days still. Mm. I think stay the way it is in mm. my opinion. And, and just, I think just see how it's going to pan out. Yeah. I think we've got to just give it an opportunity. Yeah. Cause it's still early days in that aspect. Yeah. Well, to end this podcast, which we're gonna, which I said a while ago, I have the fast five, Chris. Yeah, and this is a game show, right? So okay. you, regardless, you you either win a shit prize for getting zero <laughs> answers right, yeah, or yep. you win a fantastic prize which you can take home to to your wife and your family, okay. and your kids might even win something through this. Okay, regardless, because realistically, these prizes aren't bad either way. Yeah. So you got to get five answers correct. It's a quiz game. Yeah. It's motorsport related. I suck at quizzes. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> That's why I'm glad I'm I don't. I don't even know, you know any of my my own you know results back in the uh, day. <laughs> like I'm not quizzing on yourself, no. no. But I'm quizzing you on certain parts of your racing career because I thought this fast five old just because we've been mates for years. Yeah, and you've done ideally a career path that I would have loved to do back in the day. So this is the fast five, and the first question is. Who was the last ever A1 GP race winner oh, slash country? If you can get it in in the in the Ferrari, yeah, yeah, in the last in the literally Ferrari. the last literally the last A1 GP race to hit the track. Who was the last? Jeez. Who was the last race winner or country? I'll just give it to you if you can get the country even. Holland, no, but they were they were dominant in that in that era. I remember which era you're talking about. Oh. It was actually Ireland. Adam Carroll. Carroll and and yeah. Wow. You know what? I'll I'll throw you this answer if you can guess the track that, that they were racing on because A1 GP is a bit. Irrelevant these days. Yeah, yeah. What track did they race on in the last A1 GP? Oh, in the last A1. Mm. Last race. Oh, gosh. And you were, you were talking about it before. Yeah, that's what I thought. Can, <laughs> so, can you give me... Um, I can give you the country. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, Because That's a giveaway, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was in the UK. 
Okay, Brands Hatch. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give Thank you that one because that was a very extremely hard Gee. answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, you bought me a box of beer. So oh well, mate. You, why not? Well, uh, that's that's for us, right? We're just yeah. gonna smash that after this. Yeah. I, know. I, I got so excited to put you on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And we were talking about the pro car days on the podcast before who were the only two time two who were the only two champions in the pro car nations cup era nations cup uh, yes so who who were the only two drivers who won a nations cup title before it went to the gt era nathan pretty no garth tandor no peter brock no <laughs> in the in the nations cup nations right? cup so oh, they, stokel they, yes okay yes stokel. stokel yep yep and another driver another driver and he's a legend of the sport like and you you were touching oh, the lines that used to. <laughs> I love you just mentioned so many legends. Like, yeah. and it's a legend of the like, sport, okay. by the way. There's none left. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> oh gosh. So you got one. What was the other car? It was he was driving a Porsche. Richards. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that one. All right. Who was the inaugural development series slash super two series champion in two thousand? In 2000. Yeah, so before you joined the Super 2 Series or Konica back then or whenever it was, Fujitsu Series, yeah. who was the inaugural series champion in 2000? 2000. Could it have been um, Macro, Adam Macro? No. no, close, very close. He's he's from Sydney. Oh, um, uh, what's his name? <laughs> and he's a bit of a character. He's a bit yeah. of a character. I know. You know Tanto. Yes, there yeah. we go. <laughs> Panto. <laughs> okay, question number four. When did Bruno Se- Bruno Senna make an appearance in the Australian Formula 3 Championship? What year oh, and what? Six. Yep, and what track? AGP. Yes. Yeah. Question number four, that's right. Regardless, you're going to get a good prize here. <laughs> yeah, I better. <laughs> okay, and now we both miss this track, and Brooke used to go to this track for, for a few years. Um, who holds the like the outright lap record at the now defunct Oran Park Raceway? The lap record, the lap, in, the outright outright lap record. In, oh, outright! Yeah, oh, outright. Gosh. Not was it I, supercars? It was wasn't. It? No, it was was it F three? Sort of. Yeah, it was Formula Holden. So yes, because oh gosh, Holden. Yeah, Formula Holden. What was the lap time? It was a one oh one six. He okay. I'll give you a bit of a clue. He used to race production cars with you in a VW Golf. I know VW Beetle. Sorry, in a Beetle. Yeah. Oh, um, Paul. No, no, no. <laughs> but that was the who was in a Beetle. Yeah, well, you thought Stephen? It, Gro- uh, no, no. Steve Groschel was in the Beetle. Oh yeah. Well, he he, he went in the Beetle every now and then. It was, okay. It was Tim Lay, but you did get four. Oh. You got. Technically, three to four out of five, correct? You like to be kind. Yeah, I like to be yeah, kind. So you should be giving me. <laughs> Once you go behind the desk, Dan. I, I, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll Gee, find I, I told you I suck at quizzes. <laughs> you did all right. You yeah. did all right. I hate it was trivia. On the spot. We were at trivia, was it two weeks ago or yeah, something? Yeah. And they're asking random questions. I'm going, oh, my God. Dan, we found out, is very good with visual trivia. Yeah, So yeah. they're putting up all these different logos, and he's just one after the other. This one, that one. Well, holy shit. And there's only parts of them they're showing. Yeah. And all, like, def- like. Things that they've totally changed them. Yeah. He's just picking 
treating them like that. It's that, it's that, it's that. And then, but anything else, we're like, yeah, they'll come out with all that random history trivia and that. I'm like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the history stuff. Because <laughs> we're going for a bit of a nostalgic podcast. The, do you remember these things? Oh, the, yeah. The furry that's, friends. Your kids will love these. Your kids yeah, that's, that, your that's, will love. Oh, thank you. Oh, dude. I, I've got to give I, you these. Um, I'll, I'll, <laughs> Reach. Yeah. This was back in the fundraising days. Uh, yeah. Oh wait. So, is so there who are we supporting here? Dan? <laughs> supporting you. Oh, thanks, you come mate. on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's been it's been a long time since I've spoken about motor racing. So yeah. you know, I've exposed a bit that I usually wouldn't. So yeah. no, it's good. That's what a podcast is all about. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, I really appreciate you coming on. And, oh, thanks um, for having me. I love that you actually brought your sick helmet because I do remember seeing that helmet. That back is an in the amazing day. helmet. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be one of the best that's been on the on the table. No, it's you know it's got a lot of memory and um, yeah, it's it's it is me. The yeah. colors and everything. So yeah, cheers. No, thanks guys. Thank thanks, you. Chris. Cheers. Bye. See ya. See ya. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of On the Couch with Hooli. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. And to help us grow, please leave a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. For extra content, check out our YouTube and social channels. You can find all the links in the show notes. See you next week.